When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And here we go again. Kind of, sort of, anyway. Hey folks, it's me, Miller. As promised, I am actually not here today. I am traveling back from South Carolina after a weekend visit to Mama Frost, but don't worry. In my stead, we have put together 13 of our very best smoking gun stories from the past few months to tide you over until my return. Speaking of which, though, as a reminder, I am getting my second COVID shot on Tuesday, As if my weeks are not fun enough, I get to deal with that as well. So this Wednesday, I suspect, as I said before, that I will be down for the count. If not, all the better. Hey, I will most certainly be back, but if not, don't fear. Well, maybe you should just a little, because if I'm not able to make it, we folks are going to put together a best-of show of the woke folk. And who doesn't like to laugh at the woke folk as they laugh all the way to the bank after they've made huge money selling that garbage. But in any case, I am not going to hold up this Best of Smoking Gun Stories podcast any longer. Enjoy these stories, and I will see you back here either this coming Wednesday or a week from today. In either case, have a great rest of your weekend, a great start to your week, and we'll see you back here as soon as we can. In the meantime, take care. Okay, let's go ahead and jump into our last story, The Smoking Gun. And here's this headline, Bond Denied for Felon Who Attacked Boy, 12. A judge has denied a bond reduction for a convicted felon who last year was recorded brutally sucker-punching a 12-year-old boy dancing on a Missouri street corner, according to court records. In a motion filed this month, Cedric Moore, 28, asked a circuit court judge to modify his $50,000 cash bond to a surety bond, which could be posted by a bail bondsman. In the motion, attorney Theodore E. Lazuski reported that Moore has also been accepted into the Teen Challenge Program, a reference to a nationwide residential care program for male defendants, probationers, and parolees that includes individual and group biblical studies for work project. And I feel bad for Jesus. (laughs) Jesus is getting dragged into this, probably up in heaven going, what the hell? Why is my name being dragged into this? These folks going, I found the Lord. The Lord's like, ah, you didn't find me. Go away. However, Moore's bid to depart the Scott County Jail was denied by Judge Benjamin Lewis, who's no doubt a racist. A bond reduction motion filed last year by Moore was also rejected. As seen in the above video, and folks... I saw this video, and that is why I mentioned this. Man, he did sucker punch him, which was broadcast on Facebook Live. Of course, Moore snuck up on Ethan Hagler as the boy, accompanied by his hip-hop dance instructor, performed in downtown Cape Girardeau on a Friday evening. 
So folks, if you have not seen the video, what you have out there is a little 12-year-old blonde boy, little white kid out there doing some stupid dance. And he has his hip-hop dance instructor, who of course is capital B Black. And he's out there doing some dumb dance. The hip-hop instructor is there as well. This car pulls up and Cedric Moore gets out, walks over and just pops that kid, pops him hard, gets back in his car and drives away. So that is what that is if you have not seen it. You should see it though. It's kind of a, it's like, oh my God, he did just hit that kid. After fouling the child with a roundhouse punch to the head, the 205-pound Moore fled in an SUV driven by another individual. Bleeding from the head and nose, Hagler was treated for his injuries at a local hospital. Moore was arrested a week later after the unprovoked July 3rd attack and has been behind bars since. He has been charged with assault and endangering the welfare of a child, both felonies to which Moore has pleaded not guilty. And I feel bad for Cedric Moore because he had been in Florida. If he had done this in Florida, sucker punched a 12-year-old boy in the state of Florida, that would be a misdemeanor. He would be out and about running around the streets. His community service would have already been <laughs> would have been completed. Everything would have been done. Just, you know, wipe the hands clean of it. He would have been free man, free as a bird. But no, he did it in the state of Missouri in Cape Girardeau, Rush Limbaugh's hometown. And there it is a felony. In 2019, Moore was convicted of domestic assault and sentenced to five years probation and ordered to obey all laws and complete an anger management program and a batterers program. So folks, this is not Cedric Moore's first time at this particular rodeo punching people. And normally, folks, normally at this part in the program, when I finish up my smoking gun story, I generally end the show with, and on that note, since I cannot top, you know, fill in the blank, right? In this case, it would be on that note, since I cannot top a black guy getting out of his car and sucker punching a white kid, right? So that's what I would normally say. But but in this case, since it is our 50th podcast, I thought I would do something a little different. And, and I have to say, in Cedric Moore's defense, right? In his defense, I have to say, look, I don't think it was that inappropriate to get out of that car, stop the car, get out. And go over and sucker punch that white kid. And I know some of you are out there going, Miller, Miller, that is absolutely insane to say it's perfectly okay to get out and sucker punch a kid. A 12-year-old boy, he hit that boy in the face. How dare you? Right? (laughs) I know some of you are out there saying that. But look, folks, in his defense, in Cedric Moore's defense, that blonde kid was out there hip-hop dancing. And yes, I know there was a hip-hop dance instructor right there, but... You know, that blonde kid was engaging in cultural appropriation. And as woke as I am, and you folks know how woke I am, I am the most woke person that I know. And as woke as I am, I know that that is grossly, grossly inappropriate for a white kid out there. I don't care if he's 12 years old, a white kid doing hip hop dancing. And I don't even give a crap that he had a capital B black hip hop dance instructor. He was culturally appropriating hip hop dance. (laughs) He got what he deserved. So, Cedric, let me tell you something, my friend. Your lawyer is really crappy. What you need to do, Cedric, you need to take a page from the transgender community playbook. And so what do you need to do? You need to go back in that courtroom. You need to go back to that circuit court judge. And you need to say, judge, that blonde white kid, he was trying to erase me. He was invalidating me as a capital B black person. He was taking my culture and my dance and making a mockery of it. Have you ever seen a white 12-year-old try to do hip-hop dance? 
It is embarrassing. He was trying to erase me. Just keep saying that over and over and over again. Listen, Cedric, I'll get you completely out of this. Just keep using words like erase and invalidating. And that judge would be like, oh, crap. He sounds like a transgender. I better let this guy out of jail. They're going to come get me. So, yes, Cedric, that's all you need to do. Go get your lawyer. Get back in front of that judge and start using the words erase and invalidate. Boom, you are free. He will give you, he'll let you out on bail and he won't even charge you for it. Okay, folks, this is our last story. I told you, six stories, boom, done. This is our last story. It's a smoking gun story, and it is adult-themed. It's not vulgar, but uh, some of the words I'm using are, uh, they're from a police report, so it's not like obscene profanity and all that kind of stuff, but it uh, does talk about body parts. And if you're sensitive to that and you don't want to hear that, you don't want to hear words uh, like penis or, or what have you, we're done after this story anyway. So if you're just like, oh, I'm just going to blush too much, you might have to get the smelling salts on. I think I'm just going to faint. I would just shut the podcast off. Just call it a day. Thanks for stopping by. We'll be here on Sunday. There. Go. go. You done? Okay. Okay. Those people are gone. Those prudes. <laughs> we'll laugh at them behind their back. But let's go ahead and dig into this. Couple busted for explicit oral encounter. Along with the drunken collegians rampaging across Florida this weekend, a couple in their 40s allegedly engaged in an illicit spring break encounter that ended with their arrest for lewd behavior in public records show. According to police, Grant Mulder, 48, and Lauren Baugh, 41, were spotted Saturday afternoon around 1.45 p.m. trysting in Largo Central Park in Largo, a city in the Tampa Bay area. The couple, cops said, were spotted near a veterans memorial inside the 70-acre park. So they were getting on near the veterans memorial. As detailed in one arrest affidavit, a Largo Police Department officer witnessed Baugh lying on her back with her legs spread apart and her vulva exposed as her boyfriend and co-defendant performed cunnilingus on her. And folks, if you don't know what cunnilingus is, he was performing oral sex. That told you, folks. <laughs> I told you folks that uh, the language is slightly salty here. Although for some of you, you're probably like, oh God, that's the dirty word, you proud. For those unfamiliar with the term, Officer Lawrence Trinka noted in a second affidavit, so one affidavit wasn't enough, that kind of lingus was better known as the union of the mouth with the vulva. Mulder and Baugh, the patrolman reported, were visible to park patrons as well as pedestrians and motorists passing by on a highly trafficked roadway adjacent to the park. The affidavit states that there was an indication of alcohol influence. (laughs) So I don't know if they reeked of it or all the cheap beer cans were spread about among them with regard to both defendants. Mulder, who was known as Buddha, and folks, if you saw his picture, he kind of does look like Buddha, and Buddha with a... (laughs) A scraggly beard and, uh, a, you know, he looks like one of these uh, drunks down in Key West and Ball were arrested and booked into the county lockup on, of course, misdemeanor counts. Of course, you can uh, perform cunnilingus in a park by the Veterans Memorial, and that is just a misdemeanor in uh, in Florida. Mulder was charged with lewd and lascivious behavior, while Ball is facing an exposure of sexual organs wrap. So they got different charges because I guess she was just laying there going, oh, I'm enjoying this. So she just got uh, the fact that uh, her uh, hardware was out in the open and he was doing doing something to her hardware. So he got charged with something different. Baugh bonded out of jail early this morning after posting a $150 bond. Mulder today entered a no contest plea and was adjudicated guilty by a judge who fined him $600. 
for doing that in public, but deferred payment for 90 days. So who did you know, White Boy Malcolm X, that uh, you can get charged with something like this and you get a fine and you got a payment plan? <laughs> God. Yeah, you don't have to pay it for 90 days. Interest free, too, I'm sure. <laughs> you folks in Florida, I love you, but you're a hot mess. According to court records, because folks, we got to wind this down with their uh, their arrest records. Baugh, and if you don't know which one Baugh is, she's the one laying there enjoying it, has previously been convicted of burglary, theft, trespassing, possession of an open container. Mulder, or Buddha, (laughs) has an extensive rap sheet that includes convictions for aggravated assault, grand theft, battery, disorderly intoxication, marijuana possession, burglary, and multiple DUI counts, which (laughs) to me, folks, is just a given in the state of Florida. Mulder has served four separate state prison terms, including a five-year stretch that ended in December 2019. In the most recent entry on his Facebook page, posted March 14th, Mulder wrote, Spring break at the beach. (laughs) You can say that again, Buddha. And here we go. I hope this has been worth the wait. Psych eval for accused stuffed doll assailant. A judge today ordered a psychological evaluation to help determine the competency of a Florida man charged with having sexual contact with a pair of large stuffed animals at a Target store court record show. So yes, folks, this guy was defiling stuffed animals in a Target during a circuit court. And folks, if you don't know what a Target is, that is a Target in a gay area of town. So so when I lived lived in L.A., there was the Target because it was right by West Hollywood. All the queens went there, so that was the Target. But, you know, a normal Target's just a normal Target. During a circuit court hearing this afternoon, Judge Kathy Ann McKitten appointed a psychologist to examine Cody Meter, 22, who has been charged with criminal mischief and exposure of sexual organs, both misdemeanors. (laughs) So, he didn't even keep it in his pants it was a misdemeanor. That poor other kid kept it in his pants, even though it was a gun, and he got a felony. A further hearing on Meter's ability to stand trial has been scheduled for next month. And folks, before I read this next part, if you have a sensitivity, we'll do a quick trigger warning. If you have a sensitivity to young men defiling stuffed animals, you just want to shut the podcast off at this point. Don't even continue because there's a whole lot of that going on. I'm just saying. So just go ahead and shut it off if you're interested. And I know you queens out there are. You're like, "Hmm, how can I do that? We're getting there. Hold on. As detailed in police and court records, a target loss prevention officer told, God, bless this guy's heart, told cops that he watched as Meter took a stuffed unicorn to the children's bedding department, where he exposed himself and took the unicorn and placed it against his penis and began a sexual motion like the subject was trying to have sex with the unicorn. The target employee said that when he walked into the aisle where Meter was, the suspect stopped and placed the unicorn back on the shelf. I'm not doing that. Meter wearing shorts and a Star Wars t-shirt. So this kid, what, 22? He's wearing a Star Wars t-shirt. $10, white boy Malcolm X. He lives in his mother's basement. Then went to the front of the St. Petersburg store and picked up an Olaf Snowman stuffed animal and began having sex with this stuffed animal. And it was all on video, according to the Target worker's witness statement. The subject finished having sex with the stuffed animal and ejaculated on it and then wiped it off. (laughs) While Meter was engaged with the Olaf doll, police were already en route to the store, so nobody apparently stopped this guy. Hey, quit humping the Olaf doll. Get out of here, you pervert. 
They just kept watching it. So I don't know what kind of people work in a Target store in Florida. While Meter was engaged with the Olaf doll, police were already en route to the store, which is about 10 miles from the defendant's residence. A store surveillance camera recorded Meter's interaction with Olaf, a character from the Disney movie Frozen. So White Boy Malcolm X, I do have a quick question before we continue. So Cody Meter, 22, he drives 10 miles, right? Make sure I got this story right. He just gets in his car and he drives 10 miles and he goes to the Target and he goes and first thing he gets, because he's horny, he wants to get off. So he wants to go get off on a stuffed animal. So the first thing he gets is a unicorn. <laughs> he gets a unicorn and he's humping that thing and then they see him and then he's like, ah, uh, puts the unicorn down and then he goes and gets an Olaf snowman doll, correct? Okay, that's what I thought. Question I have is, if he's humping a unicorn and he's humping a male snowman, right? Because that is what uh, Olaf is. If you're wondering, Olaf is from that uh, that movie Frozen, right? <laughs> he's humping a unicorn and a frozen snowman, right? So is he gay? You think this is like some weird queen <laughs> with some fetish for unicorns and snowmen? I don't know. That was just... You think so? I, <laughs> I think he is a member of the tribe, unfortunately. We got enough weirdos, but now we got Cody Meter, the stuffed animal humper. $10 says he is a big old queen. After watching the video, which no doubt they enjoyed, a cop reported that Meter could be seen on top of the Olaf doll behind the table display. He was face down and appearing to be humping the doll. When Meter was finished, the cop added, he got up off the floor and wiped the doll off on the front of his shorts. Upon being read his rights, Meter admitted to doing stupid stuff and admitted that he had nutted. <laughs> I can't believe I'm reading that word, on the Olaf stuffed animal, according to an arrest affidavit. Police photographed both stuffed animals before the merchandise was destroyed due to circumstances. And folks, if you haven't figured out what the circumstances are at this point, it's, uh, you know, some 22-year-old queen dry humping, well, I ain't dry humping, <laughs> damn well screwed the damn thing, humping some stuffed animals in a target, gosh. I would want to burn those things too. If Meter's case proceeds to trial, prosecutors have said they will seek to introduce evidence showing that the Target incident was not the first time he engaged in such illicit activity. Years earlier, police were called to a Walmart in Clearwater to formally trespass Meter from the store. A loss prevention officer told officers that Meter, then a juvenile, was performing sexual acts with stuffed animals located in the store, according to a Clearwater Police Department report. So just like the kid that took the uh, the lingerie and the sex toys to the car dealership and was doing himself all sorts of weird stuff to himself at a car dealership, and just like the young kid who was masturbating in a uh, a Walmart parking lot, what I said was, in both cases, it was the location, which is where they were getting off, not the act of getting off, right? So the one guy just liked getting off in his car in public, right? He could have driven that car anywhere and done it in private, but no, he did it right there in the front of a Walmart. The other kid could have you know, taken his, you know, lacy panties or his whatever on and his dildo and done whatever he wanted to, wherever he wanted to. But no, he, he chose a car lot of new cars to defile himself. But this guy, this kid, not only does he like doing stuffed animals, which he could do at the privacy of his own home, he could do it anywhere, right? He could uh, do it in his car, drive the car around the back of the Target and do it behind there. No one, no one knows what's going on back there, right? But uh, no, he does it in the store around people. So I think the sexual fetish there is he likes people to watch. And apparently the folks at Target were enjoying that and watching him on camera and watching him doing that live. You uh, you people in Florida, you have a merry band of sex perverts. 
Wherever you go, wherever you turn, there are perverts defiling themselves in public out there. So you guys got to keep your eyes, you guys, you gals, you non-binary people, you really got to keep your eyes out in the state of Florida and watch out that you don't have any more perverts around you when you're doing your shopping. (laughs) Okay, folks, as promised, we have two smoking gun stories. And here's the first. Cops botched order prompted Big Mac attack. Anger that the mother of his son, and folks, I believe that is also called the baby mama, got him a quarter pounder instead of a Big Mac from McDonald's. A Minnesota man allegedly argued with the woman before throwing her to the ground and then swiping money from the victim's purse police charge. So apparently he beat her over a Big Mac. Responding to a flurry of 911 calls about a disturbance Sunday night at a residence in Mankato, a cop was told by the victim that she was assaulted by Muhammad Abu Bakr, a Minneapolis resident with a lengthy rap sheet. According to a criminal complaint, the 39-year-old Abu Bakr was visiting for the last few days with the victim. The woman told police that Abu Bakr was upset because she got him a quarter pounder instead of a Big Mac from McDonald's. An argument ensued and Abu Bakr allegedly threw her to the ground against the dresser. The woman said that her son was in the room and was screaming while this occurred. The victim said that after Abu Bakr went into the kitchen and removed money from her purse, she confronted him and sprayed him with a can of mace, which actually was hornet's prick. (laughs) Abu Bakr fled the home but was subsequently apprehended and charged with a pair of misdemeanor domestic assault counts. So he only got two misdemeanors. And this is in Minnesota, not Florida, so I guess they are pretty lax up there as well. Abu Bakr's rap sheet includes convictions for aggravated robbery, receiving stolen property, domestic assault, disorderly conduct, driving with a suspended license, marijuana possession, and, on top of all that, providing a false name to law enforcement. So let this be a lesson to you women out there. If you are out there on the prowl looking for a baby daddy, (laughs) some man out there, That is not what you want to pick. It reminds me of a story. I had a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine. We're still friends to this day in San Diego. I've known him uh, probably about, I don't know, 18, 19 years at this point. But yeah, he was uh, dating this uh, woman at the time. And she was a party girl, right? She would go out with us and she'd have fun. And he asked me what I thought about her. And I was like, well, (laughs) how do I put this? You know, there's sometimes you want to hang out with the party girl, right? And then there are times where you want to go look for someone to be the mother of your children, right? She is the party girl. She is not the one to be the mother of your children. And what do you think he did? He ignored my advice. (laughs) Okay, so he married her, had a baby with her, and guess what? She was still a party girl, right? And she continued to go out and party. He wanted to settle down. He got a daughter now, and he wanted to settle down with his wife, but she wanted to party all the time, as they like to say. And she was out there, so he wound up having to get a divorce. (laughs) And then she went and God knows what she did. But yeah, he took full custody of the daughter and he raised her as his own without party mama around. But this is a lesson for you ladies out there as well. If you are out there looking at men, you're looking at a guy and you're like, man, that is one hot stud. I can't wait to get in bed with that. You got to look at that and go, hmm, do I want that as the, uh, the date of the night, the flavor of the month? Or do I want that as the father of my children? If he's just the flavor of the month, then I would make sure that whatever he is doing, he has three condoms on. Because <laughs> the last thing you want to do is have a baby with a dope like Muhammad here. Good God. <laughs> Beats her over a freaking McDonald's hamburger and steals money out of her purse. Adding insult to injury there. 
Tell you what, folks, you've got to be careful out there. You do not want to have a child and a tie to some loser for uh, 18 plus years. Okay, enough of that stupid race. <laughs> because, folks, I have an amazing smoking gun story, and I have been promising you folks, and I know you weird millennials hanging out in your parents' basement, eyeing up your sex doll, doing whatever. I know you folks have been waiting for me to talk about pornography. So here you go. Man 22, pop for public's pleasure session. And yes, folks, this is in Florida. <laughs> it's always in Florida. A man arrested for masturbating while parked outside a public supermarket told Florida cops that he opted for the public pleasure session since he did not wish to do it at home because he did not want to get caught, <laughs> according to a criminal complaint. It's called lock the door, buddy. Investigators say that witnesses report... <laughs> Bless your hearts. <laughs> and what have I told you people in Florida, and I have said this many times, you people... And yes, I know that is a trigger for dopey white liberals, but you people, I have warned you multiple times that there is a roaming band of merry perverts in the state of Florida. <laughs> and they have wound up in Target parking lots. No, in fact, I take that back. They were in the Walmart parking lot. They were inside the Target humping stuffed animals, <laughs> raping two stuffed animals, right? You've got this merry band of creepy perverts all over the state of Florida, and you've got to watch yourself because you've got now a couple of people jerking off in parking lots with cars. Man, you people need to find a better place to do that. Investigators say that witnesses reported observing Cruz Humes, 22, inside an SUV that was parked outside a Publix in Coral Springs, about five miles from Cruz's apartment in Margate, a city in Broward County. So Cruz is like, man, man, I gotta just bring one out. So I, I can't do it at the house. I can't do it at the house. Where am I going to go? I'm going to get my car and I'm going to drive five miles to the Publix and do it right there in the parking lot. Humes, the witnesses said, had his penis exposed and was masturbating while watching something on his phone around 7 p.m. Monday. White boy Malcolm X, what do you bet he was watching Come In My Face 2 starring German-born ex-gay adult film star Philip Tanzer? <laughs> Well, yeah, you never know. You never know, folks. But there, there's your pornography. When Coral Springs Police Department detectives subsequently confronted Humes, he was found with his pants and underwear off and his phone open with an adult pornography site visible. And only you millennials and Gen Z would think to uh, watch porn on your phone. <laughs> you do everything else with your phone, you might as well do that too. Cruz reportedly confessed to the public indecency. Well, he did have his dick in his hand. What else is he going to say? saying he was stressed out and came to the parking lot of the Publix to masturbate. Cruz, who works at the chain supermarket, <laughs> bless your heart, Cruz, added that he did not want to risk getting caught masturbating at home. So he goes to work. <laughs> well, I can't jerk off at home, so I might as well go to the office to do it. The complaint does not detail Humes' living arrangements, probably his mother's basement, and she probably took the lock off the door <laughs> because she knew what he was doing down there, or who might possibly interrupt an onastic endeavor. And for you folks out there in Florida, that means masturbating. Humes, cops noted, said he masturbates in his car two to three times a week. <laughs> Ugh, I don't even want to think what a blue light would find in that car. <laughs> Can only imagine what the resale value is. Nothing. Well, no, I take that back because I'm sure there's some pervert out there. Oh, you jerked off in this car two or three times a week? Oh, oh, oh I'll give you $10,000 for it. Oh. Humes was charged with two counts of indecent exposure. He is free on bond in advance of a court hearing. 
on the misdemeanor counts, of course. It's Florida. Of course, jerking off in your car is a misdemeanor. You folks in Florida, for Christmas' sake, make that a felony. <laughs> make people think twice before <laughs> before they go and pleasure themselves in a parking lot. And on that note, folks, since I cannot top a man masturbating in his car at work <laughs> in a Publix grocery store parking lot, again, you folks in Florida, you have a merry band of creepy perverts roaming that state. Be very, very careful. Okay, folks, we are finally here at our last story, our smoking gun story. And like I said, I am not butthurt that it is not in Florida. Here's the headline, and you'll see why. Here's the headline. Cops, Michigan home inspector pleasured self with Elmo doll in residence nursery. And this reminds me, folks, of a story we had, I think it was last month, back uh, in March, and it was on one of our podcasts where this guy, of course, in Florida, goes into a Target store and he starts humping a unicorn. And then the store employee saw him humping the unicorn. So what did he do? He put the unicorn down and he shuffles off and he goes to another part of the store and he finds an Olaf doll. And Olaf is a snowman from, from Frozen, that uh, the cartoon movie or whatever. And so he starts humping that Olaf doll and humped it and raped that doll until he finished his business, right? And of course, he was arrested, and it was a misdemeanor in the state of Florida. But this is what this reminds me of, that rapey guy in Florida raping those stuffed animals. So now we have a guy in Michigan raping an Elmo doll in a nursery. And I hope the baby wasn't there. (laughs) But let's find out a little bit more. While unaware that he was being recorded by a nursery camera, a Michigan home inspector pleasured himself with an Elmo doll, according to police. Kevin Wayne Van Leuven, 59, was arraigned yesterday on a pair of misdemeanor charges. <laughs> of course, only in Michigan, as in Florida, would humping an Elmo doll in someone's house be a misdemeanor, stemming from an unsettling incident, you can say that again, last month at a residence in Oxford Township, a Detroit suburb. Investigators say Van Leuven had been hired by the home's owners to inspect their property prior to a sale. The owners told police that they let Van Hooven and the buyer's real estate agent into the home, then departed the residence during the March 12 inspection. While away from the property, a 22-year-old female homeowner received an alert on her phone that a webcam had detected movement in the residence nursery. The woman then accessed the camera feed and saw Van Leuven touching himself, cops report. Oh, good God. Bless her heart having to look at that. The homeowner then picked up an Elmo doll and appeared to be pleasuring himself with the doll, police charge. After the homeowners called 911. Now that, folks, that has got to be the 911 call of all time. Can you see that woman? Oh my God, oh my God, there's a man in my house, in my nursery, raping my child's Elmo doll. You gotta get over there. Send the police. Oh my God, he's raping Elmo, he's raping Elmo. <laughs> Sheriff's deputy confronted Van Leuven, who claimed to have only moved the doll to inspect an electrical outlet. I guess technically he moved it with his penis. But when cops told him there was a camera in the nursery, Van Leuven reportedly made incriminating statements and apologized for this action. I wonder if he apologized, White Boy Malcolm X, I wonder if he apologized to the woman or the Elmo doll. Charged with aggravated indecent exposure and malicious not just destruction of property, malicious destruction of property under 200, Van Leuven was booked into the Oakland County Jail, where he is being held in lieu of $2,500 bond. 
a judge has directed Van Leuven to undergo a mental health evaluation. (laughs) Yes, if Elmo is turning you on, you definitely need a therapist and has prohibited him from being alone in any residential property that he does not own. If convicted of the indecent exposure charge, Van Hooven faces up to two years in prison. So raping an Elmo doll will get you in jail as well, but just two years. The property destruction count, which is, I guess, him defiling the Elmo doll, carries a maximum penalty of about three months in jail. Okay, finally, our smoking gun story. We are at the last story of our podcast. Not the best smoking gun story, folks, but hey, like I said earlier, we got a bunch of lemons, but I am going to make you some delicious, delicious lemonade with these stories. So let's try it with this one as well. Female couple left child alone in car while they shopped at adult novelty store, police say. Two women left a four-year-old boy... (laughs) What is it with lesbians and little boys? I don't know why. I've said this before in previous podcasts, but lesbians love having boys and queens love having little girls. (laughs) But anyway, these two lesbians went into an adult novelty store and that, folks, is a sex toy store. (laughs) But they call it adult novelty to be PC. But anyway, two women left a four-year-old boy unattended in a car while they shopped Saturday evening at an adult novelty store in Connecticut, police report. A state trooper was dispatched around 8 p.m. to the, get this folks, Amazing Intimate Essentials Adult Store. (laughs) It's amazing! In North Stonington after a witness dialed 911 to report a child alone in a vehicle, according to an arrest report. So these two lesbians who left their four-year-old in a car got tattletailed some other customer going in there to buy some sex toy. (laughs) Tattletailed on them for leaving their four-year-old boy in the car. Probably some millennial white boy Malcolm X, some guy ordering his custom-made sex doll to take down to his parents' basement and defile at will. (laughs) Yeah, they got tattletailed on someone calling up 911. There's a child in the car. These two lesbians left a child in the car. They're trying to buy dildos, and the kid's in the car alone. Get out here. Send a popo. The trooper subsequently located the boy alone in the auto and determined that the child's mother and her partner had been inside the store for approximately 15 minutes purchasing items. Now that, folks, is a lot of sex toys for two lesbians, while the child was left unsupervised in the vehicle. Police then arrested Victoria Mortensen, the child's 25-year-old mother, and Monet Blake, 28. Mortensen was charged with risk of injury to a child, and folks, I have no idea if that involved the sex toys. (laughs) Kid might get hurt on one of those, and leaving a child unsupervised in a motor vehicle. Blake was charged with leaving a child unsupervised in a motor vehicle. I guess those two lesbians, folks, I guess they do not trust the other to go in and buy the sex toys alone. I am not letting you go into that store alone. I do not like the type of dildos you get. I want to go in there and help you pick that because I am not going to put up with with the crap that you've been buying lately. We're going to go into this together. What about the kid? Leave him. He doesn't need to see this. Mortensen and Blake, who lived together in Utica, New York, so these two lesbians went to Connecticut to get their sex toys, are scheduled for a May 11th court appearance. And folks, of course, the only thing I have to say is that little boy, bless your heart. (laughs) Your mommies are screwed up, son, so hopefully they don't damage you too badly. Sex toys, white boy Malcolm X. Sex toys, and we know what lesbians like, but hey, whatever. I just feel bad for the kid. Okay, time for our last story, a smoking gun story. And how is this headline, folks? 
Man burglarized woman's home, stole her sex toys, police report. Uh-oh, let's find out what this guy wanted. Who burglarizes a home and steals the residents' used sex toys? That distinction, Pennsylvania cops say, goes to Michael Holden, 37, who is facing multiple charges in connection with a break-in last Tuesday in Tyrone, a borough 90 miles east of Pittsburgh. Investigators allege that Holden entered the 35-year-old victim's home after she had fallen asleep on her couch. Holden, cops charge, stole $700 in cash, various bank cards, and the woman's sex toys, which were valued at $160. (laughs) That woman had a lot of sex toys, according to a probable cause affidavit. A neighbor who had seen the man entering the woman's home described the intruder, leading the victim to conclude that it was Holden, an acquaintance of hers who lives a block away. When the woman and her boyfriend confronted Holden, he reportedly admitted being inside her residence and spotting money on the floor. So White Boy Malcolm X, I just want to make sure I understand this story correctly. So you have the victim and she's at her apartment and I guess she goes to sleep on her couch and Michael Holden walks down the block. I guess they live a block away and he goes into her apartment and she doesn't hear him creeping around. He's like, he's like almost folks. He's like a white supremacist, right? (laughs) Kind of creeping around, lurking in the shadows. You can't see him, right? And he's running around and he's like, oh, there's all this money on the floor. There's 700 bucks on the floor, right? According to him, he spots 700 bucks. He's like, oh, it's just here, right? Uh, Winner takes all. So he just picks it all up, picks up the money, right? And then he's kind of wandering around the house. He's like, oh, Here's some credit cards in her wallet, so he helps himself to those as well. And then, lo and behold, I guess God knows where she hides her sex toys in her nightstand, in her dresser, in her closet, who knows where. But boom, $160 worth of sex toys. So with 160 bucks, folks, it's either a couple of really expensive sex toys or a lot of very cheap sex toys. But in either case, he's like, man, I am taking these sex toys too. I just, I'll take the money and I'll take the credit cards and I will take those sex toys. So now he's got the money, he's got the credit cards, he's got the sex toys, and he leaves. And so she wakes up and she's like, oh my God, I've been robbed. And I don't know, folks, how she figured that out first, whether she went to pleasure herself and she's like, oh my God, what the hell? Ah, my sex toys, my sex toys. So she goes to see what else is missing and it's the credit cards and the cash. And she's like, ah, right, she's freaking out. And so I guess she goes and tells the neighbor, oh my God, my money's gone and my credit cards are gone. And I don't know, folks, if she disclosed the fact that her sex toys were gone or not. But the neighbor's like, huh, I saw this guy and he went into your apartment and he left your apartment and he might have had some weird stuff, but I couldn't really quite see what it was. But he left and he looks like this and she's like, oh, that's my friend. He lives down the street. And so she gets her boyfriend. She's like, we got to go down there. He stole stuff from me. And can you imagine, folks, being the boyfriend and walking down there with your girlfriend to confront this guy who broke into her apartment? And she's like, you stole my money, you stole my credit cards, and you stole my sex toys. 160 bucks worth of my sex toys. And the boyfriend's there and they're going, baby, I don't please you enough. <laughs> you got $160 worth of sex toys. Oh, no, baby. No, baby. I don't really use them, but I just wanted them just in case. Just in case what? Well, I don't know. Just in case. <laughs> So this poor boyfriend, bless his heart for having to go down with her to collect her sex toys and looks like he is not doing his boyfriend duty if she's got 160 bucks worth of sex toys. And normally, folks, I think normally folks would be like, "Okay, I am just going to let the sex toy thing go. But she's like, no, I want those sex toys back. I want those sex toys. You give me those sex toys back. I, I need my sex toys back because this schmuck, he ain't doing it for me. Holden has been charged with burglary, criminal trespass, and theft. His rap sheet includes convictions for assault, contempt, and criminal trespass, 
and he is facing disorderly conduct and public drunkenness charges stemming from an arrest last month. The affidavit does not indicate whether the sex toys or the other stolen goods were recovered by police. I promise you folks, that woman took back her sex toys. You give me those. I'm going to bleach the hell out of them, but you give me those damn sex toys. Okay, folks, here's our last story. Yes, it is a smoking gun story. Not the best smoking gun story, folks, but like I've said earlier, when God gives you lemons, you make delicious lemonade. And here's this headline. Women try to use $1 million bill at dollar store. And yes, folks, there are a whole lot of idiots in this article. Two women sought to use a $1 million bill to purchase merchandise at a Dollar General store in Tennessee police report. And man, folks, I am, quite frankly, I have to be honest with you, I am a bit surprised. This did not take place in Florida, but in Tennessee. But hey, Tennessee is close enough that the crazy has probably bled up there. According to investigators, the duo appeared last Monday morning at the convenience store in Maryville, a Knoxville suburb. Their attempts to use the counterfeit bill was thwarted by a sentient Dollar General employee who called the cops. And can you see that, white by Malcolm X? She probably called the manager first. She's probably like, uh, Bill, Bill, I got some customers here and they got a full shopping cart, but they're trying to pay for it with a $1 billion bill. I don't think we got change for that, do we? Do we have that in the safe? I don't have the coat. He's probably like, you dummy, call the cops. <laughs> oh, why? I mean, I just, all we need to do is get him the correct change. Dummy, call the cops. Okay. <laughs> a sheriff's deputy dispatched to the Dollar General, bless his heart, for a suspicious incident, spoke with Amanda McCormick, 39, who possessed the counterfeit bill. McCormick, who lives about four miles from the store, was accompanied by a relative, Linda Johnson, 61. McCormick told the cop that she received the $1 million bill in the mail from a church, but was unable to provide additional information about the purported House of Worship's largesse as first reported by the Daily Times. So this stupid chick when the popo shows up and is like, where'd you get that dollar bill? What's the first thing she does? She drags Jesus into this. <laughs> now I feel bad for Jesus because <laughs> he's being roped into a counterfeit million dollar bill at a Dollar General store. <laughs> Bless your heart, Jesus. As detailed in a Blount County Sheriff's Office report, McCormick had a shopping cart full of various items from inside the store, including several gift cards to various businesses. McCormick claimed she was going to use the money to purchase items for care packages for homeless individuals. <laughs> so not only do I have to say poor Jesus, but the homeless, this stupid chick white boy Malcolm X, she is dragging Jesus and the homeless <laughs> into this. I can see here. Well, officer... Officer, I got this $1 million bill, and I got it there from the church. And you know what I was going to do with it? I came here with this shopping cart, and I got all these gift cards here, officer. And I was going to take these gift cards, and I was going to give them to the homeless. Because you know around here in Knoxville, we got a lot of homeless people. So I was going to take this million dollars that Jesus Christ himself mailed me, and I got it from him. And he wanted me to take this money. And he said to me, Amanda... Amanda, this is sweet baby Jesus, and I want you to go down to the Dollar General store, and I want you to buy gift cards, and I want you to take them, and I want you to give them out to the homeless. And that's all I was doing, officer. I was following the word of our Savior and our Lord Jesus Christ. When questioned by the deputy, Johnson disavowed knowledge of the $1 million bill and said she was only riding with Miss McCormick to run errands today. So this poor deputy, <laughs> after hearing Amanda McCormick Give him a spiel about how Jesus Christ himself, sweet baby Jesus, gave her a million dollar check so she could go down and buy gift cards to hand out to the homeless. 
her relative standing there listening to this going, uh, yeah, I have absolutely no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> I'm not with her. I am not with stupid in this case. While the incident was classified by the sheriff's office as fraud by false pretenses, so I guess, folks, he did not believe her story about sweet baby Jesus sending her a million bucks so she could buy gift cards for the homeless, McCormick and Johnson were not arrested. Boo! Boo! That sucks, folks. How can you have a smoking gun story and nobody is arrested? (laughs) This story sucks. I changed my mind. Instead, they were issued a verbal no trespass warning prohibiting them from returning to the Dollar General store. And yes, folks, they did confiscate the million-dollar bill that sweet baby Jesus gave, gave to that stupid dolt Amanda McCormick to buy gift cards for the homeless. And finally, folks, here is our smoking gun story. Arrestee tried to smuggle drugs hidden in prosthetic leg into jail cops charge. Hmm, let's find out what's going on there with the fake leg. A Florida man being booked into jail sought to smuggle narcotics into the lockup that were hidden inside his prosthetic leg police charge. Keith Adams, 37, was arrested early Saturday during a traffic stop near his residence in Largo, a city in the Tampa Bay area. Adams, who was a passenger in the vehicle, was sitting atop a glass pipe which contained a thick white residue which field tested positive for cocaine. White boy Malcolm X, you smoke coke? I thought you snorted that. (laughs) Not literally asking you that. I just, I didn't think you smoked coke. I thought you smoked crack or meth. Oh, crack cocaine. There you go. Maybe that's what they're talking about. Crack, not coke. When sheriff's deputies sought to detain Adams, he allegedly struggled with cops and was taken to the ground where he was handcuffed. Arrested for cocaine possession and resisting, Adams, who has a prosthetic leg, was specifically asked before transport to the jail if anything was concealed in his leg and warned bringing it into the jail would be an additional charge. Adams, cops say, denied that his leg housed any contraband. However, a subsequent search at the Pinellas County Jail revealed that Adams' leg contained a gram of fentanyl and a stash of Xanax pills. Man, if that horse tranquilizer fentanyl didn't put you down, I guess the Xanax pills (laughs) were the uh, sprinkles on top of the sundae. Adams is locked up in lieu of (laughs) $7,650, random on three Not one, not two, but three felony charges, folks, and one misdemeanor count. Adams has two other separate pending narcotics cases because this, folks, is not his first time at the rodeo for his alleged possession of methamphetamine, cocaine, and fentanyl. Man, white boy Malcolm X. Three felonies and one misdemeanor. In Florida, of all places. (laughs) One person in Florida, three felonies and one misdemeanor. But I have a question, white boy Malcolm X, because this kind of does not make sense to me, right? So he's there. Let's let's kind of recap what's going on here, right? He and his friend are driving around, and for some reason, the popo flagged that car, and they pull them over. It's early Saturday morning. They're probably like, what are these two weirdos out driving around for, right? They are probably profiling this guy, even though he is white. They're probably like, hey, this cracker, <laughs> he's just like all the rest of them in Florida. Chances are we're going to have drugs in this car. Let's go ahead and pull them over, right? So they pull him over, and they stop, and they look at him, and they're, like, you know, doing the usual questions and stuff, and they're like, what are you sitting on, sir? You look kind of awkward there. And he's like, ah, uh, nothing. They're like, are you sure? Oh, well, there's this pipe. Oh, man, that thing was up my butt or something. So he pulls the pipe out. 
Whatever he was saying, they're like, man, can we see that? Oh, yeah, yeah, here you go, officer, right? And they test it. And they're like, oh, holy crap, that's cocaine. We got to arrest this guy, right? So they go and they're like, sir, you need to get out of the car. And he gets out of the car and he's got this fake leg, right? And there's all sorts of whatever. And there is a struggle and they have to put this guy on the ground, even though he's only got one leg, right? What can he do? But I guess he's got two hands so he can cause enough trouble. They get him on the ground and they cuff him and they like, okay, you are going to jail for being such a difficult pain in the ass. And you got coke in your pipe, so we're going to bust you for the coke, and we're going to bust you for resisting. But, but before we take you down there, you got anything in that leg? Uh, no, I got nothing in my leg. Are you sure I don't have anything in that leg? Uh, no, I got nothing in that leg, officer. There's nothing in my fake leg. I promise you, there's absolutely nothing in my leg. All that coke in my pipe, that was it. That's all I got. I got nothing else. There ain't nothing in my leg. Nothing at all. Are you sure? Because if we take you down there, and we find something in there... That's going to be an additional charge. One last chance. You got anything in that leg? Oh, no, officer. <laughs> no, I got nothing in that leg. I promise you, officer. I swear to God himself. And Jesus is probably like, ah, crap. Here I am being dragged into another arrest in Florida. How the hell do I keep getting dragged into these arrests in Florida? Man, I should smite that whole damn state. No, Jesus, please do not smite that state. I need that state for this podcast. Please do not do that. But anyway, guys, like, ah, no, I swear to God. I swear to God on the Bible, stack of Bibles, whatever. I swear to God, there's nothing, nothing, nothing in that leg. No drugs in that prosthetic leg whatsoever. So they take him down to the jail, right? And they get him in there and they book him. And they're like, okay, we need to check what's in that leg. Guys probably like, uh-oh, now I am going to be in a lot of trouble. I got to deflect. How about you guys check out my butt first? So that's probably the first time a straight man asked for a rectal exam in prison before he got one from his bunkmate or something like that. But yeah, they cracked that leg open. He's probably like, uh-oh, they found my good stuff. They found the stuff I was waiting to take later. Because I guess, folks, if you are high on coke or crack, you need something to bring you down, and that would be fentanyl or Xanax. So he's like, man, I guess I'm not sleeping for two days. So they find this stuff, and they book him on additional charges. So, folks, he has three felonies and one misdemeanor. So White Boy Malcolm X, I guess the long story short is, what do you think are the three felonies, and what do you think is the misdemeanor? Drugs are the felonies. You think he got charged three felonies for three different drugs. You got the cocaine, you got the fentanyl, and you got the Xanax, which I think is a prescription, but I guess I guess in the quantities he had it, if he's got a stash of it, I guess that is enough to get him. You think those are the three felonies and the misdemeanor is the resist. Okay, well. <laughs> makes sense to me, but folks, it's Florida, so I don't know if much makes sense down there. But yeah, so this guy, three felonies, one misdemeanor, <laughs> which means, I don't know, two months in jail and a week of community service. Man, that was a short story, Wipeo Makamax. I mean, I guess I could have read more, but it's like, eh, I am ready for the smoking gun story. I am ready to wind down this podcast. Not that I am not having fun, but hey, we will be back again on Wednesday. So here is our smoking gun story. Just another Saturday night outside Kid Rock's big ass honky tonk and rock and roll steakhouse. White boy Malcolm X. Kid Rock has a restaurant called Kid Rock's Big Ass Honky Tonk and Rock and Roll Steakhouse? You don't know? Well, apparently he does. But I didn't know that either. I wonder where they are. But no, I am not going to Google that. Meet Nicholas Newhart. As for what landed the 39-year-old Tennessee resident behind bars this week, so apparently white boy Malcolm X, Kid Rock's Big Ass Honky Tonk and Rock and Roll Steakhouse is in Tennessee. Well, the details are rather disgusting. 
For those with a strong stomach, click here to read about Newhart's May 1st confrontation with police. Folks, don't worry, I have that. Which began outside the emergency exit door of Kid Rock's big-ass honky-tonk and rock-and-roll steakhouse in Nashville. So here you go, folks. I'm going to read from the affidavit. I don't know why those folks over at the Smoking Gun thought you needed a strong stomach for it. I didn't think it was that bad. They're just being overly dramatic. They're acting like those stupid queens over at Queerity. But here you go. The defendant was outside drunk holding a bottle of beer, blocking the outside side emergency exit door at Kid Rock's at 221 Broadway. Kid Rock's security told the defendant to leave the outside door area, but he refused to leave on his request. Metro police officers were flagged down on the defendant actions. When the Metro police officers arrived to the location to assist security, the defendant took out his colostomy bag from the inside of his front pants area and started to swing the bag around from left to right, hitting two of the Metro police officers with his feces. The defendant was completely drunk when taken into custody without any further incident. Charged with disorderly conduct, public intoxication, and two counts of assaulting a police officer, Newhart is being held at the Davidson County Jail in lieu of $4,500 bond. Newhart, who has a Confederate flag tattoo on the back of his head and a neo-Nazi 1488 tattoo on his forehead, has a rap sheet with convictions for theft, vandalism, obstruction, and public intoxication. So folks, I know that sometimes reading an affidavit like that can be somewhat confusing. I know I might be a little bit confused. Why, Malcolm X, would you be confused possibly? Maybe? Possibly? Okay. I'm just checking. I just... So folks, I just... For me, it helps me, folks, to explain the story and kind of go through it just to make sure that I understand everything correctly. So we have, folks, we have Nicholas Newhart, and apparently Nicholas is a Nazi and probably a white supremacist hiding about, lurking in the shadows, and hanging out, folks, hanging out at Kid Rock's big-ass honky-tonk and rock and roll steakhouse. And so Nicholas is apparently drunk. And I don't know, folks, I don't know whether he got drunk before he went over to Kid Rock's big-ass honky-tonk and rock-and-roll steakhouse. I don't know if he got drunk at Kid Rock's big-ass honky-tonk and rock-and-roll steakhouse. But apparently, he was pretty drunk when this story picks up. So imagine, folks, that he is drunk and he is there. And for some reason, while he is at Kid Rock's big-ass honky-tonk and rock-and-roll steakhouse, he decides that he is going to go out and he is going to go hang out outside, maybe to smoke a cigarette. Who knows what he's doing out there? But... He takes his beer bottle and he goes out there and he is having himself, I don't know, a grand gay old time, just like a looter, rioter, burner from the BLM movement, right? One of these hysterical millennial Gen Z white chicks, right? He is out there having himself a, I don't know, he's just hanging out there, right? And then Kid Rock Security goes out there and says, sir, sir, we can't have you hanging out here, right? This is an emergency exit door. We cannot have you hanging out here. And he's probably like, uh, uh, I'll do what I want. I'm going to hang out around here. I like hanging out here. I got my beer bottle here, and I'm hanging out just enjoying myself. Uh, right? And security's like, sir, seriously, we can't have you hanging out here. This is the emergency exit. You cannot be blocking the emergency exit. Uh, I'm just hanging out here. I got my beer bottle. I'm good. Don't you worry about it, folks. Don't you worry about it at all. And then, folks, Kid Rock security sees the popo out in the distance, and they're like, Popo, Popo, and they're waving their hands. Popo, Popo, and the Popo are walking by, and they're like, "Ah, crap! Another dumpster fire over at Kid Rock's big ass honky tonk and rock and roll steakhouse. Another one. Another Saturday night. Another nutty night. Damn it! Why do we even have to look over this way? 
And the other police officer's like, you don't. We can always just walk by and say we didn't see him. Now, now we got to go over there. We got to go help him. You can clearly see that there's some drunk over there. They got to deal with this. Every time we walk by Kid Rock's big ass honky tonk and rock and roll steakhouse, there is always trouble. Might as well just get this trouble over with and then we can carry on. So the two of them go over there, right? And they've got Kid Rock security standing right there. They've got this drunk guy with a beer bottle there and they're like, what is going on? How can we help? And Kid Rock security's like, officers, Thank you for coming over here. I've got this guy here, and I've asked him to please step away from the emergency exit, and he is here, and he is drunk, and he's got his beer bottle, and he will knock it out of the way, and I cannot have him standing here like this. And the police officer's like, sir? Sir, is this true? He's like, eh, eh, I'm just hanging out here. I got my beer bottle. Eh, I'm good. Eh, eh, would you like a lap dance, officer? Eh. And the police officer's like, sir? That is a completely different smoking gun story. We are not in Florida. This is enough of a train wreck. If we were here at Kid Rock's Big Ass Honky Tonk and Rock and Roll Steakhouse, and this were in Florida, this would be a complete beep show. So no, we are not going there. Guy's like, I'm not moving. Sir, sir, you need to move from this emergency exit door. You need to step away. No, I'm not going to move. He starts fiddling with something. Police officer's like, what the? What the heck is this guy doing? He's white. Is he reaching for a gun? Do we shoot him? And the other one's like, no, you can't shoot white people in Tennessee. The other guy's like, well, he better not be pulling out a gun or I'm going to have to shoot him. And the guy whips out his colostomy bag. And they're like, what the? And the guy's like, I'm going to get my poo on you. And he starts flinging this colostomy bag at this poor cops. And the cops are like, oh, crap. And folks, it is literally crap. Just splatting on them, right? And it's just like, Poo everywhere, just poo, 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 all over the place. The cops are like, ah, now I got poo on me. This guy's dump is on me from his colostomy bag. And the guy's like, take my poo, officers, eat my poo, right? And the cops are like, okay, enough. And they just tackle the guy and take him down, right? Beer bottle goes out, colostomy bag goes out, right? And they arrest this guy and they haul his butt down to jail. And that, folks, that is what I think happened. Did I get that right, White by Malcolm Basically, okay. I mean, let's face it, folks. It was kind of anticlimactic, right? He got the poo out and he sprayed him. They arrested him. End of story, right? It could have been a lot better of a story. <laughs> like that dumb drunk chick in Florida. She carried on and on and on and on and on. This one, he went right for the poo. They went right for the cuffs. Okay, let's go ahead and jump into our last story, a smoking gun story. And whew, quite a headline. I knew you folks in Florida would not disappoint me. Woman, 77, hurled whopper racial slurs. <laughs> so this chick is at a Burger King, causing all sorts of trouble. Let's find out more. A 77-year-old retiree who was upset about the thickness of a tomato on her whopper allegedly threw the sandwich at a Burger King employee and then spewed racial slurs at the worker, according to Florida police who arrested the septuagenarian on a felony charge. Holy crap, white boy Malcolm X. This old lady, this septuagenarian, got charged with a felony for throwing a whopper at a Burger King employee. Investigators say Judith Black. And folks, she is an old white chick. She is not an old black chick, even though she is technically a capital B black, became unruly Friday evening at a Burger King near her home in the Villages, the sprawling retirement community billed as the Sunshine State's friendliest hometown. Black, who again, folks, is actually white, 
was dismayed with a tomato on her Whopper sandwich, according to a police report that does not specify whether the accused sought more or less tomato. Black took her complaint to the restaurant's front counter, where she allegedly began yelling at a female employee. The worker told police that she explained to Black, again folks, she is actually white, that unless her harangue ceased, she would not be able to help with the tomato issue. Then, when the employee turned her back, Black threw the Whopper, striking the employee below her neck with the sandwich. Black's cop alleged then proceeded to tell the worker, Shut up, you Black... (laughs) Whoa! Rhymes with itch. She also allegedly used the N-word after exiting the Burger King with her husband. (laughs) Bless your heart. Bless your heart, Mr. Black. (laughs) Having to deal with your wife. God. She's probably like, Oh, crap. Here she goes again with the frickin' tomatoes. When police later questioned Black about the Burger King incident, she reportedly admitted striking the worker with the Whopper, explaining that she was upset about the thickness of the tomato on her sandwich and confronted the victim at the counter. Cops say Black also admitted that she called the employee a stupid Black itch, right? And a Black N-word and declared F-U Black, and she used the N-word again. Man, white boy Malcolm X, she is really butthurt about that tomato. (laughs) Witness interviews and store surveillance footage, and I bet folks that is a good watch, corroborated the employee's account of her interaction with Black, as well as the customer's use of racial slurs, according to a Wildwood Police Department report. Normally, a hamburger attack would result in the alleged assailant being charged with misdemeanor battery, which is, let's face it folks, that is a typical charge in Florida, But since Black, again folks, she is also white, allegedly used racist language, the battery count was reclassified as a felony. So all you other white crackers in Florida, the next time you think about dropping the N-word when you throw your Whopper at the poor person behind the counter, that is a felony in the state of Florida. Florida statutes allow for such enhancement if the defendant evidences prejudice while committing an offense. Black spent several hours in custody before being released early Saturday morning from the Sumter County Jail on a $2,500 bond. So, White Boy Malcolm X, I just want to make sure I have a complete picture of what's going on here. So, help me understand this. Let me just kind of walk through this. And this is for you, White Boy Malcolm X, and this is for you folks out there. If you're like, Miller, I'm not quite sure I see the whole story here. Okay, folks, let me just see if I have this correct. So Judith Black and her husband are sitting at home in the villages, right, folks? And that is a sprawling retirement community that is billed as the Sunshine State's friendliest hometown. But Judith, folks, she is probably not the friendliest person, (laughs) the friendliest person, at least in the villages, right? I suspect she is a curmudgeon from hell, even worse than me. But her and her husband are sitting at home and she's like, let's go to dinner. And he's probably like, okay, honey, where do you want to go? And she's like, I want to go to the Burger King. I got a craving for a Whopper. Yummy. And he's like, well, okay, let's get in the golf cart and let's drive down to the Burger King, right? He's like, okay, this is only going to cost me like seven, eight bucks. It's cheaper than taking her to the Outback Steakhouse, right? So he takes her down to the Burger King and they order their sandwiches and they get their meals and they sit down and she opens up her Whopper and she's like, damn it, look at the size of that tomato. He's probably like, honey, it's just a tomato. No, this tomato's too thick. Honey, it's just a tomato. Just kind of just take it out of the sandwich. No, I can't take it out of the sandwich. You don't understand. The tomato is part of the Whopper. Hey, 
I paid for that Whopper, right? And the Whopper includes the tomato. And B, the tomato helps with the sandwich, right? Because you got the bun and the lettuce and the tomato and the pickles and the hamburger and the cheese and the mayo and the mustard and the ketchup. And it makes up this Whopper. And I got to have the whole thing. And not having the tomato, I ain't got a Whopper, right? I just got some crappy hamburger without a tomato. Honey, just let the tomato go. It's too thick. You want me to cut it in half for you? No, I want them to make me another Whopper. Okay, honey, if you want to go deal with it, but you got to be nice to the people. You know how you can be. What do you mean by that? I'm just saying. What are you saying? Okay, just go get yourself a new Whopper. So, folks, she gets a Whopper, and she goes back up there. Excuse me, excuse me. Poor person behind the counter is probably turning around and goes, Oh, crap, it's this old bag again. <laughs> this old woman with her freaking Whopper. So she walks over there and she goes, Yes, ma'am, how can I help you today? Not tomato. It's too much. This is just too much. Ma'am, would you like a new Whopper? You don't understand. Shut up, you stupid black beep, beep, beep. Right? She is just railing at this woman, going nuts on this Burger King woman, right? And the Burger King woman's like, what the hell is this old white bag yelling at me for over a stupid tomato on a stupid Whopper? And so she kind of puts up with it for a little bit, and the woman's like, beep, 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 right? Just slamming her with all these horrible, profane, racist words over a stupid tomato on a Whopper. And so the Burger King person's like, crap, I am just done with this. She turns back to her, and all of a sudden... Bam! Right in the back of her head is the damn Whopper. And the woman's like, beep, 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 slamming out those N-words. <laughs> Left and right, it's like a barrage of N-words. Just boom, 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 boom. And the poor worker is like, oh, what the hell am I going to do about this stupid woman? But luckily, folks, that old bag Judith Black gives up. It's like, screw it. I am out of here. Come on, honey. We're getting the hell out of here. Get me back in that golf course. We're going home. Do I get that right so far, White by Malcolm X? Okay. Okay. So... The poor worker who just had this barrage of N-words hurled at her in addition to a Whopper with a really thick tomato thrown at her as well. Right, folks? So she's like, I am not going to put up with that stupid old white bag coming in here from the villages in her stupid golf course. Her poor husband, that poor beleaguered man. I have had it and I am not going to put up with some dumb, stupid cracker calling me the N-word. So she picks up the phone, folks, and she calls 911. And she gets the popo down to the Burger King, and she reports a hate crime, right? And so the poor popo, they're like, ah, crap. We got to go over and deal with this old white woman hurling out the racial slurs. So they go over to the villages, which, let's face it, folks, is the friendliest hometown in the state of Florida. They're probably driving around. The cops are waving everyone, and all those old white people are waving back to them. Oh, look, it's the popo. We don't want to defund you. We love you. Keep coming in our neighborhood. We're good with that, right? So they drive over to this old woman's house, and they're like, they're knocking on the door. And I bet the husband answers the door because she's probably sitting there watching Jeopardy or something. Going, you better answer that door. Go answer the door. I'm going to sit here. I am still. I need to talk myself down from that stupid blank, 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 stupid blank. Giving me a crappy Whopper. Give me a Whopper with big tomato. So the husband goes to the door and he opens up and he's like, Popo? Why are Popo at my house? That's probably what he's thinking in his mind. He's like, holy crap, what the hell is Popo doing at my house? It's just me. And we're white. Why did the police show up at our house? And then I bet, folks, I bet a light went off in his head and he's like, oh, crap. My stupid wife, right? And so the police are like, is there a woman here? He's like, yep, but she's really pissed off about a tomato and a Whopper. Well, we need to talk to her, right? <laughs> so the police come in and she's sitting there just steaming. She's watching that Jeopardy and she is still mad. And they're like, ma'am, ma'am, we need to talk to you about what happened at the Burger King. She's probably like, you know what happened at the Burger King? I ordered a Whopper and you know what they did to me? They gave me a Whopper with a ginormous tomato. What the hell? They act like I ordered a tomato with a side of Whopper. And that is not what I did. I ordered a Whopper and they gave me a Whopper with a ginormous tomato. Well, ma'am, 
Did you get upset about that? You're damn right I did. Who orders a Whopper and wants to eat it with a ginormous tomato? Ma'am, did you get upset with her? Of course, I just said I did. Ma'am, did you hurl a racial slur at that poor woman behind the counter? Well, yes. You know what I called her? I called her a stupid black beep, and I called her a black beep, and then I said, F you, black beep. Well, ma'am, you said that over a hamburger? Yes, and you know what else I did? Because she would not help me, I threw that damn Whopper at her. Who the hell wants to eat a Whopper with a ginormous tomato? Well, ma'am, you really should not have called her a stupid black beep and a black beep and then declared, F you, black beep. I think that was perfectly reasonable. Well, ma'am, yes, I know we're in the state of Florida, and I know a lot of crazy goes on here, ma'am. I, I get that. I totally do, ma'am. I Trust me, I am a police officer in the state of Florida. You do not know how beleaguered we are. I mean, you should see our Facebook chats about how nutty, nutty and crazy the people in the state of Florida. So I, ma'am, I totally get it. I get the crazy, right? But, ma'am, I cannot have you calling black people the N-word. Well, you gave me a bad whopper. Ma'am, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it was a tomato, but we're going to have to take you in. And folks, I would finish the story from there or try to, but let's face it, it's going to be a lot of beep, beep, beep from this point out. And we do try, folks, from time to time to have a relatively clean podcast. Okay, folks, I have been promising this. And so let's go ahead and jump right in from the smoking gun. Lap dance offers and with woman in handcuffs. And no, folks, I don't think she was having a good time with those guys. <laughs> but let's find out about that. After offering random citizens lap dancing, a tipsy Florida woman, and folks, I think that is a bit of a redundancy, but I digress, asked police if they wanted to bang on the sidewalk <laughs> and threatened to assault paramedics if they came near her, according to an arrest report. Cops responding to a disturbance call Saturday evening encountered Olivia Taylor Washek, 28. And yes, folks, Taylor Washek is hyphenated. And, and if you want to know why all these dopey millennial chicks with hyphenated last names are so crazy, don't ask me. <laughs> I got no clue. On the sidewalk outside a bar in St. Petersburg, Taylor Washek, cops said, had been stumbling on the sidewalk and attempting to give random citizens lap dances outside of a business. The arrest paperwork does not indicate whether any lap dances were actually consummated. Seen at right in White Boy Malcolm X. Look at this stupid chick. Skank. Thank you. Yes, she is a kind of a skank. No, I take that back. She is a full-on skank. Taylor Washick was highly intoxicated and stumbling, prompting officers to call for a fire rescue team. Man, you know they're desperate if they're calling the fire department. Uh, guys, can you come down and uh, take care of this drunk chick for us? However, Taylor Washek was not evaluated due to threatening to punch paramedics if they touched her. After police reportedly gave Taylor Washek multiple chances to call someone for assistance in getting to her nearby apartment or accept their offer to walk her home, she continued to yell profanities at cops and bystanders. She also allegedly asked officers if they wanted to bang on the sidewalk. And of course, folks, the smoking gun has to add... The arrest paperwork does not indicate whether any banging was actually consummated, though it seems unlikely. After continuing the 8.30 p.m. disturbance, which included Taylor Washek yelling that police were going to shoot her, so if she wasn't already a dopey blonde white chick, she is now, she was arrested for disorderly intoxication, a misdemeanor. Taylor Washek was released yesterday afternoon on her own recognizance from the county jail. So white boy Malcolm X. I just want to make sure, because that's a lot. I just want to make sure I have a complete 
picture of this story of what Olivia Taylor Washek was up to in St. Petersburg the other day. Okay, so here we go. Here's the story, folks. So Olivia Taylor Washek, she is out drinking. And apparently, folks, she is drinking quite a lot, right? <laughs> Either that or she's on some sort of medication, whatever excuse she's going to offer up like that, and just did a half a drink or something like that, right? We've heard those stories before where people are like, well, I was on this medication. I only took like two sips of beer. I don't know what the hell happened to me. But anyway, she is clearly looking intoxicated, whether she was or not. She was appearing intoxicated, right? And so she's going around. Oh, hi, guys. Can I give you a lap dance? Right? That's what she's doing. Or, folks, she could be a lesbian. I don't know. I don't want to judge. I don't care. Oh, ladies, can I give you a lap dance, please, please, please? Right? She could be just, well, yes, White by Malcolm X. She could be part of the laziest section of our tribe. She could be a bisexual, right? Which means what? She will do anyone, right? She will give a lap dance to anyone. So she's just wandering around to anyone going, can I give you a lap dance, please? And so finally, someone's like, what the hell is going on with this clearly drunk, spaced out chick, right? What the hell is going on with this? Somebody please call Popo, right? So someone dials up 911 and the Popo show up in St. Petersburg. And they're like, holy crap, look at this train wreck waddling down the street. Here she goes, right? In fact, folks, she is so highly intoxicated. The Pope are like, crap, I don't want to deal with this. Let's call the fire department. So what does the fire department do? They send out some EMTs and poor paramedics, bless their hearts, bless the hearts of the police as well for having to deal with this. They're like, ma'am, can we help you? You seem a little out of it, right? And she's like, I'm going to punch you. Get away from me. Bleep, 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 right? So paramedics are like, okay, screw this stupid chick. We're out of here, right? So the poor Popo, like, okay, crap, I got a drunk chick, it's Florida, drunk chicks everywhere, right? So what are we going to do, haul her ass in jail? No, we got no room in there, because it's already full with all the other drunk chicks, so we got to deal with this. They're like, ma'am, what, can I give you a lap dance? Hey, officers, would you like to scroll on the sidewalk? Right? They're like, oh, man, if I weren't gay already, I am now. (laughs) So... They're having to deal with this. And they're like, okay, let's just do this. Let's offer to walk her home. Ma'am, ma'am, hey, 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 can I get your attention? Uh, uh, you don't want to bang? No, just ma'am, stop. One second. Oh, okay, what? How would you like to call someone for assistance? Uh, blank you. Uh, let's go bang on the sidewalk. Ma'am, how about you call someone and let them take you home, right? Uh, no. <laughs> so, like, ma'am, how about we walk you home? Uh, Blank you, double blank you, blank, 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 blank. Let's screw on the sidewalk. Right? <laughs> I'm just picturing Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> right? I bang me on the sidewalk. So the officers, these poor, poor beleaguered officers, right, folks? They are just like, crap. We have called the paramedics and they laughed at us and left. We've offered to take her home. We've offered to let her call someone else for help. Now, folks, now they came to the conclusion, crap. We got to go arrest this stupid chick. So they're like, ma'am, you are under arrest for public intoxication. And what does this stupid, drunk, blonde, white millennial chick do? Ah, the police are trying to shoot me. Ah, I offered to bang them on the sidewalk, but they, they, just, they just want to shoot me. Ah. So she's trying to co-op, folks, Black Lives Matter in the middle of this. More white women's tears. And I'm sure there are a couple of BIPOC folks sitting around there going, oh crap, there's another stupid white woman, another hysterical millennial white woman and her white women's tears trying to co-opt our moment in the middle of an arrest with the police officer. So bless everyone's hearts involved. Bless the paramedics' hearts. 
Bless the Popo's hearts. Bless the stupid white chick's heart. And bless all the BIPOC folks' hearts that were out there having to watch this hysterical millennial white woman cry in her white women's tears. Because the police were going to shoot her, apparently. So, yes, folks, that was the train wreck we were waiting for in the state of Florida. Thank you, Olivia Taylor Washek. Thank you to the smoking gun. And thank you, folks, because let's face it, on that note, a drunk, hysterical, millennial white woman carrying on, doing all sorts of crazy mayhem in the state of Florida. I absolutely, under no circumstances, can I top that. So let's go ahead and plug, pull this podcast. (laughs) 